I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Luke Burbank. Welcome to LiveWire. Okay, usually this is the part of the program where I am backstage in Portland, and it's right before we go out on stage to do the show. However, as we were recording this week's show, my voice was almost completely gone. Believe me, you're going to hear what I'm talking about when we get going in a minute. So instead, I am comfy and cozy at my house, and I am recording this, and what do you know? I have a voice. It's a miracle. I'm really excited to tell you about what we have coming up. We're going to go along for the ride this episode. We've got the hilarious Rob Hubel and Paul Shear here. You've seen them on The League and 30 Rock and a bunch of other places. Their new comedy special is called Crash Test. And they basically just crammed a live audience into this futuristic tour bus and drove around L.A., where they ran into all kinds of funny, famous friends. Speaking of funny friends, we've also got Emily Heller here doing stand-up and music from Matt Morris. It all gets started right now. From PRI, Public Radio International, it's... Livewire! Recorded in front of a live audience at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Livewire! With Crash Test hosts Paul Shear and Rob Hugel, stand-up comic Emily Heller, and music from Matt Morris, and our fabulous house band. And now, the host of Livewire, he's driving and he's not afraid to pull this bus over... Thank you, Jason Rouse. Thank you, everybody here at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon. Our theme this week is Along for the Ride. And we're sort of along for the ride with my voice once again on this show. And uh, we just wanted to mention, we don't want to pull the curtain back too far, but we record two of these shows in a row. And so if you were listening to last week's show and you thought, get that guy a lozenge. <laughs> and right now you're listening to this week's show and you're like, they didn't get him a lozenge? It's seven days, one job, no lozenge. It's because we record these things back to back. So I'm fine, mom. Just want to let everybody know. Uh, with the uh, theme Along for the Ride, which, by the way, will make a lot of sense when we get some of our great guests out here on the show, 
We also thought that we would turn to our fabulous, beautiful audience here at the Aladdin Theater. And so we asked them to submit the times that they've been roped into doing something that might be against their nature or more difficult than they thought, or possibly felonious. And they have written down those times when they were dragged along for the ride. And we're going to read those throughout the show. have a couple here just to uh, sort of wet your whistle. Uh, A listener who I believe is named Dan says, I volunteered to be taser demonstration subject... I wet myself. (laughs) Another listener said, uh, I became a vegetarian after I started dating a vegan guy in college. When we broke up five years later, the first thing I did was get a hamburger from McDonald's. (laughs) Don't judge that person, Portland. (laughs) I see it in your eyes. You want to. Don't. And then listener Alex said a thing they didn't sign up for. Doing ecstasy and going to the library. (laughs) Good luck keeping quiet about how awesome the smell of books is. (laughs) All right. Our guests, uh, Rob Hubel and Paul Shear, who are with us tonight. Oh. I told them no one was here to see them, so keep that down when they come out. They have a new show called Crash Test. It's about them on a bus driving around Los Angeles and entertaining people, and we thought we would try to get in on the same thing, so we sent announcer Jason Rouse out on a bus, and he is on the line now. Jason, can you hear me? Uh, Yeah, I just, uh, hey, can you hear me? (laughs) Yes, Jason, where are you? Well, I just made it. I just jumped on the number nine, the Powell bus, heading east on Powell towards Gresham. I feel like you were on stage like 45 seconds ago. I know. It wasn't easy. I jumped in a a waiting wheelchair, and we just made it, but it's happening. Gotta love the transit system here in Portland. Okay, so, a la Paul Shear and Rob Hubel, have you told any jokes on the bus yet? I just got on here, and I I don't know if it's maybe a good idea. Um, just on crash test, they loaded up their bus with people who I think wanted to have comedy performed for them. And um, just by looking around, most of these people don't want to make eye contact with me. And uh, I got to tell you, look, the ones that do are terrifying. We didn't really think this uh, <clears throat> through, did we, Jason? I, I don't. I don't know. There's only like ten people on the bus right now, and I think I'm just going to wait until a few more get on before before I try. All right. Do you have anything prepared? Yeah, I got a couple gems. Like the, you know, they got a good one about riding the bus. It, it seemed topical. Okay. Well, can you? I mean, give us a preview. You want to just like give it to us right now? Uh, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, hey, hey, everyone. Did you ever notice when you're riding the Shut bus? Up! Okay, they hate me. I'm gonna stop. Sounds like it's going pretty great, Jason. We're gonna check back in with him later. That's our own Jason Rouse on a bus somewhere in Portland. All right, let's talk about Emily Heller. She's performed on Conan and John Oliver's Comedy Central show. She's been named a comic to watch by both Variety and Comedy Central. So live audience here at the Aladdin, you have your instructions. Watch her. Radio audience, you should listen to her too. Please welcome Emily Heller to Livewire. 
Hey guys, how are you? Nice to be here. I'm visiting from Los Angeles where I live. Uh, sure, one whistle, I'll take it. I'm in the car all the time because I live in Los Angeles. My favorite radio station to listen to in my car is K-Day. Uh, it's 93.5. They play a lot of old school hip hop. I love it. I love hip hop, uh, as you could probably tell by looking at me. Um, but here's the thing. I am a woman. Thanks for noticing. And uh, sometimes in hip hop, they talk about us like we can't hear them. It's like, wow, that was rude. You know you're in the booth right now. Uh, but it's good music. I don't want to stop listening, so here's what I've been doing, you guys. I have just been pretending that the songs are about something completely different. I'm just willfully misconstruing the lyrics. Like when Juvenile's like, girl, you look good. Why don't you back that thing up? I'm like, he's probably talking about her hard drive, right? She should back that up. She's got a lot of important work files on there. He doesn't want her to lose them because he cares about her career. That's not juvenile at all. That's very mature. <laughs> when Snoop's like, bitches ain't shit, I'm like, you're right. They're not shit. They're valuable members of society. <laughs> I'm going to take that double negative, turn it into a double positive. <laughs> I got hoes in different area codes. My gardening business is taking off. We're expanding multiple counties. <laughs> you guys excited about the election? I am. I've been, I've been reading up about elections. I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, my friend Alan told me that, you know, this gesture that Bill Clinton used to do? I know this is radio, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> this gesture was focus grouped. That's right. They got people together and decided on this. They decided a thumbs up was too goofy and a point was too accusatory. So they came up with this combination, hey you, you're great, halfway gesture. <laughs> I love that. That's great. It got me thinking, what would my presidential gesture be? Right? If I was running for president, what would my hand gesture be? And I think I figured it out. It would be that uh, every time I showed up to a debate or a press conference, I would just have both of my index fingers caught in a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> and I would just be trying to solve it the entire time. <laughs> just not making eye contact with anyone. And then if anyone interrupted me to be like, hey, just um, push your fingers together, uh, I would look them dead in the eye and just say, I tried that already. I'm not running to win, I'm just trying to change the dialogue. Thank you. I, uh, I've been thinking about it a lot, you guys, and I think the most successful street performers are fountains. Right? We give them money we know they don't need just for doing that one thing with the water. That's got to feel terrible if you're a street performer and someone walks past you to throw their money in a fountain. Just like they're saying, I'd rather no one have this than you. I'd rather turn my money 
into trash than support what you're doing. And I get that. You know what? I do. Some people don't give the homeless money because they're afraid of what they might spend it on. I think that's stupid. See, I don't give street performers money because I know exactly what they're going to spend it on, which is continuing to be a street performer. (laughs) And I can't have that blood on my hands. Or like silver paint or whatever. Uh... That's kind of a mean joke. I feel bad about it. I'm picking on street performers. I feel bad picking on them. What I do is not that different from what they do. I'm separated from what they do by this microphone, this stage, and your consent. (laughs) But that last one's important to me. I think if I could change one thing about my body, you guys, it would definitely be my brain. Um... My brain is like a radio DJ who does not take requests. It's like, coming up next, we got a full hour of just the first verse of Mambo Number no. 5. <laughs> Followed by an imaginary argument with someone you love. <laughs> the greatest hits of your mistakes from the 90s, 2000s, and today. After that, we've got another hour of just the first verse of Mambo number five. And like, I know how it works too, but I'll still try. Like, I'll call up. I'll be like, hey, long time listener. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering if you could play uh, Silence for like an hour. Yeah, there's this article about Syria I've been trying to read for a month. Uh, and you won't let me get through it. So if you could just play Silence for like an hour. We don't have that one, but we do have a hundred pressing questions about your ex's new girlfriend. Let's go to her Facebook page. (laughs) After that, we've got a full hour of I Wanna Dance With Somebody by Whitney Houston. (laughs) Oh, I actually really like that song. Um, Quick question, could we get the lyrics? We don't have the lyrics! It's gonna be just the melody again. I think you know that. Uh, Thank you guys very much. I'm Emily Heller. That's Emily Heller right here on Livewire. We'll be back after this. This podcast is brought to you by Ergo Depot, makers of the Jarvis Standing Desk. And now, if you want a smaller footprint, but you still want the stability of a desk with some real substance, there's the Jarvis Jr., just as strong as its dad, but it takes up almost half the space, and it's adjustable at the touch of a button. So you can stand when you're feeling like the go-getter you are and sit when you dang well please, because you're an adult and you can make your own choices. The Jarvis Jr., allowing the floor space challenged to stand prouder. Get more information at ergodepot.com. Welcome back to Livewire Radio from PRI, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. My name is Luke Burbank. We have Emily Heller here, stand-up comedian. Um, Emily, when uh, I heard you were going to be on the show, I wanted to look you up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This is where a lot of the comedians develop jokes. Yeah. Kind of hot house. Develop things. jokes, just write down things we dreamt about the night before. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. It's a fine line. Yeah. And so I looked up Emily Heller and I found your Twitter a profile which says Emily Heller, wife, mother of Berkeley and Brexton, lover mm-hmm. of all things yummy. 
Yep, that's true. All of those things are true. Yeah, I have a lot of different Twitter accounts, and that's one of them. Yeah. It was not the Twitter profile I was expecting No, no, that's not me at all. And was that at Emily Heller? Because at Emily Heller is a protected account, and all she does is retweet Taylor Swift. (laughs) It's interesting you would mention T-Swizzle, because... I did find the real Emily Heller Twitter account. Ooh, yeah. And, and you sort of seem to have kind of like a, um, you know, a one-person conversation going with Taylor. You um, wrote, I just kind of got in, I think I came in in the middle. Of something? Of Are something. you sure it was me or was it the person impersonating me after I wrote that article? Um, good question. I'll good read question. it. Good question. Okay, me. I'll, I'll try and figure it out. Somebody called Emily Heller wrote, for the record, I am guilty of many of the sins I accuse Taylor oh, yeah, Swift of. Me. I think that I think that's why the song bothers me so. Yes. What song was bothering you, and what are the Swift-esque things that you're also guilty of? Well, I, I, I was interviewed for the AV Club feature "Hate Song," and um, that sounds like a kind of a sunny column. Yeah, I didn't really have a choice but to choose a song that I didn't like, and I chose "You Belong with Me" by Taylor Swift, uh, which is a song that I find. Horrible, and now musically or because of the message? Just the message. Just musically, it's a club banger. I'll dance to it. I'll sing it. Get the 808 out. Yeah, Um, but lyrically, it's just about wanting to steal someone's boyfriend because you don't like her because she wears shorter skirts than you. Oh, is that the she wears short shorts? Yeah, she wears short skirts. I wear t-shirts. Which, by the way, both of you are missing half of your clothes. Um, and after the piece came out, people were really mad at me online. And at first I got really defensive. And I think those are the tweets that you're reading where I was like, I get it. You know, I'm not trying to rake her over the coals. I know she was a teenager, blah, blah. And then I eventually realized like, oh my God, everyone who's mad at me is 12. Um, so then I kind of gave up on it. Is it possible you were actually doing the cyberbullying and you didn't know it? Of like cyberbullying myself? <laughs> Slash the people this sounds like a deeper at. question than I was prepared to answer tonight. Possibly. This is public radio. We go deep. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me ask you about another tweet you wrote. You should buy my album because I'm a gorgeous genius mm-hmm. with a lot to say about Frasier. Yeah. That's true. It's available here tonight, by the way. You can go. I, there's, a, I think, a good three and a half minutes about Frasier. On the album? What do you have to say about Frasier? You gotta buy that album. What do you think? I'm giving it away for free right now? Are you out of your mind? Give us a little, just a taste. Um, I'll tell you some of the topics that I cover in my material about Frasier. I talk about the longevity of the series. I talk about Kelsey Grammer's Wikipedia page. (laughs) And ultimately, it's a metaphor for choosing your own happiness. And if that doesn't sell you on buying the album, I don't know what will. And there's also tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I did. There's that, too. That can be like an addendum to the paperback. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people didn't go crazy for that reference like they should have. And not a lot of phrase heads in the house tonight. Well, Emily Heller, thank you for coming out. <laughs> Thanks her so much. Her new record, which you've now been, um, had a preview of, is called Good For Her on Kill Rock Stars. Emily Heller, ladies and gentlemen.
That was Emily Heller. You're listening to LiveWire. This week's show is brought to you in part by Whole Foods Market. Committed to full GMO transparency in all stores by 2018 because everyone deserves to know what's in their food. Except for kids. When you sneak vegetables into their food because like zucchini bread, come on, that's for their own good. More information at wholefoodsmarket.com. Our theme this week is being along for the ride. And we asked our audience here at the Aladdin Theater about things that they did not sign up for. We asked them to tell us the most insane thing that they'd ever been roped into doing and maybe how that went. And uh, they, they submitted some. And again, we have police outside the theater uh, waiting to meet some of these people. Um, in high school, this is listener Trevor. In high school, I was convinced to steal multiple 30 racks of beer from a grocery store. As it turns out, they weigh you down when you try to run. <laughs> I got caught. What's interesting about Trevor H.'s submission is that we also ask you how you heard about the show, and he said, my parents. <laughs> really nailing the felon parent demographic. Um, let's see. Uh, here's one. I went on a vacation with my Mormon friend to Salt Lake City. I actually shook the prophet's hand. It was kind of clammy. It's a lot about that one I don't understand, but... All right. Our theme this week is along for the ride. And uh, we're trying to, let's be honest, draft behind the success of Rob Hubel and Paul Shear's show, which is called Crash Test, where they've, they're on a bus with a bunch of people. They're being really funny. So we put our announcer, Jason Rouse, on a bus. He's traveling around somewhere in Portland. We've got him back now on the line um, Jason, how's it going? Yeah, uh, not, not great. Uh, I finished my first set. Your first comedy set? How'd that go? Uh, not, not, no, not, not as well as I hoped, Luke. I, I got heckled, as you may have heard. From the guy who yelled shut up earlier? Yeah, he was the nicest one, as a, as a matter of fact. It went downhill pretty quick. People started throwing their books and Kindles and organic raisins from their gorp. And, and, then, and then when I thought it couldn't get any worse, this woman sent her little child over, and, and the kid handed me a dead pigeon. And I, I don't even know what that means, but I don't think it's good. Uh, it's, it's just a tough night on the number nine, Luke. That is really chilling for a kid to hand you a dead pigeon. Yeah, yeah. And he looked like he'd done it before. What, what, what's coming up next? I, I, you know, we're coming up to a stop. We're, we're just past 80 seconds. I'm hoping for some new blood. I've got this kind of musical thing I've been trying to work out. It's a funny spin on Simon and Garfunkel's Homeward Bound. Um, involving a slide whistle and just a lot of, like, toe-tapping. So we're going to see. That sounds like a terrible idea, Jason. Do not get yourself hurt more than you already are. Dude, people love toe-tapping, slide whistle garfungly things. So uh, at least I hope they still do. We'll All see. Right. Jason Rouse, still out there on a bus somewhere in Portland. Stay strong, brother. Thanks, Luke. If you, like me, were a huge fan of the sketch show Human Giant, you are going to be very excited about our next guests. Since those early days on MTV, Paul Shear and Rob Hubel have been super busy. Among many other things, Rob was in Despicable Me and is on Transparent. Meanwhile, you've seen Paul on The League, 30 Rock, and his great podcast, How Did This Get Made? Wow. I said great podcast. I didn't really mean it, but now I mean it. 
They recently created Crash Test, a comedy show on a bus with a live audience, driving around L.A. and visiting their friends. Please welcome Rob Hubel and Paul Shear to LiveWire. Um, the, it, the ambition of Crash Test is actually pretty amazing to me because you guys are driving around this bus, which is no small thing in and of itself. We didn't drive it ourselves, though. Right. There's a bus, bus robot driver. who sounds pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you guys are showing up at different places. You're seeing your friends. Was this like a logistical nightmare, nightmare to yes. put together? It still gives me like... Sorry to say this on NPR, but it gives me like diarrhea to think about it because yeah. the weird part is you're rubbing your chest when you said that. I don't well, that, know what your medical where, condition is, Rob. That's where all good diarrhea yeah. starts. Up, up here. You guys know we're on the radio. They can't hear where down. I'm rubbing. We're on the radio. Where I'm would just you rub? Would you rub you. here? Would you just rub your butt? No one on the radio knows what you're doing. I said Paul's it. rubbing his butt. Radio. Um, you know, the crazy thing about this bus is that we only had it for one day. So we literally went out for one time, and that's what we taped. So we really kind of think of it as like an improvised... Oh, you know who directed it is uh, Lance, Lance Bangs, Banks, right yeah. here in who's Portland. from here in Portland. Our director yeah. was from Portland. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's fantastic. He's but yeah, so it was very stressful. I mean, to parallel park the bus, is it took like... 30 minutes to parallel park the bus. You know, and we had like an army of cops on motorcycles. And, and a it was big an part of our special is taking a driver's test. So, uh, you know, that parallel parking thing was yeah. important. Break out in a real sweat with that. Um, how many hours did it take to make what ended up about an hour of television? I think we shot for like eight hours, six, yeah, six, six hours. Yeah, six to eight hours. Which yeah. was great because the audience did not agree to that. They, did, they were not told it. It would, it would be like right now... If Luke was like, oh, also, the show's going to go for 24 hours. And there's no toilets. And there's no toilets available. (laughs) There were no toilets on the bus. Uh, So I think we eventually stopped somewhere to go to the bathroom. I mean, legally, we had to, but... You could tell that the audience got that the bathroom break was a little bit of a bit because there was a person there, yeah. but they also had to go so oh, they bad. Had to go. Oh, yeah, they yeah. wanted to get off the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah. By yeah. the end of it, you can see, because like, there, there, there are camera angles on the audience also, and they're just like not laughing towards the end of it. They're, they all look like very stressed out. They're like, we, no, no, I'm not cool with any of this anymore. The next time we do it, We'll give people diapers. That's what we've learned. Yeah. That's what we should have done. That's comedy um, gold. By the way, th- Portland would be a good town to do the next the one next in. next one. We should do it up here. It'd be really fun. So are you guys... By the way, we've got... We'll Paul run into Sheeran. the cast of Grimm. <laughs> we've and got, the cast of Librarians. Was that on the uh, plane on the way up here? Uh, All of the Portland We were like, what else shoots there? Uh, Portlandia, of course. Yeah. Uh, Grimm, yes. <laughs> Um, we have Paul Shear and Rob Hubel here. Their new show is Crash Test. Are you guys thinking of doing another one? We might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We might. The, it was hard to uh, to produce this one only because the bus truthfully lives in New York City. The bus is a tourist thing that they use in New York. So the biggest expense of the whole show was to get some person to drive this crazy bus across the country. So imagine some empty bus with a bunch of sideways-facing seats driving across the highway. We could have put people on that 
and filmed a movie that would have been amazing. It would have been great. Just the, people watching the country go by. It would have been so good. We might have to change up the vehicle because we told the company that we'd be doing a special that would be promoting their bus. Uh, Little did they know that Tom Lennon and Ben Grant would be frisking people and putting their ass cheeks in their faces. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and all in the name of the bus. Like, I feel like yeah, the bus the, probably got a bad rap. At one point, the, uh, we break onto the Paramount movie lot and we instantly get busted by the Reno 911 guys and they, it gets very obscene. I mean, if, you know, tell your audience. They're if not they buy familiar the, with nuts and butts. Yeah, they won't. We they just, did make us cut out a lot of different stuff. We couldn't say certain things about Paramount. Who makes you cut that out, Paramount? Paramount. And they... And they and, <laughs> It was odd because we would say stuff like, oh, this is where Francis Ford Coppola stopped making good movies and started making wine. Or we had a lot of great Tom Cruise zingers and they were like, nope. The one that was, we like him. The, the one that was kind of crazy was we said something about Optimus Prime. We're like, oh, this is where Optimus Prime lives. Like, no, you can't say anything about Optimus Prime. Do not Prime. joke around about Optimus. He's a transformer and he's a fictional character. Who are they upsetting? He has an amazing legal team, though. He does. And they does. also really turn good. into assassins. Really good team. Um, there's, a, there's a moment in, in the show where you outfit one of the um, audience an members audience member, with yeah. an earpiece, yes. and you send him out into Hollywood and like kind of the center of Hollywood Boulevard craziness and you start telling him to basically hit on people. Yeah, we start feeding him lines. We just pick someone out of the audience and we, you know, and, and as you said, we send him out there and it's on Hollywood and Highland, which is like the Times Square of L.A., and it's just every weirdo in the world is there walking around and it's crowded all the time. So we just gave this guy anything to say and the guy was just fearless. He just did not care at all and it's like... My Going favorite. People, it's like say, my favorite. Can I have a bite bit. of your hot dog? Like, people respond like, "No." He's like, he, "Come on, he, give me a bite." He come. He goes up to this older couple and he goes, "Mom, Dad, I want to come home." <laughs> like we're just giving him all these lines. He went and, up to a woman and asked if he could smell her hair, and when she said no, he said, "How about a back rub?" And, and then, then she called her huge boyfriend. She called her huge boyfriend. She goes, babe, babe. And this guy comes over and he's like, never mind. <laughs> we also had to cut a lot of that out too, but that was really great. Yeah. I, I would watch an entire show that's just you guys. T- what was his name? That like guy's Zev. name is Zev. Zev. And he just is, you guys uh, telling Zev to do things. That he's was a real magical. treasure, yeah. Zev Glassenberg. Um, hey, Paul, I want to talk to you a little bit about this uh, podcast that you have, How Did This sure. Get Made? I have yeah. never... Thank I've never you, heard of it. What is? I don't even know what it is. You were on it. Hmm. Um, you, you go through uh, movies and you ask, how did these get made? Yes. And a long list of movies, including Mac and Me, The Love Guru, The Backup Plan. With I Jennifer was in Lopez. The Love Guru. Hey, how did it get made? Well, this is exactly my question because, Paul, there's a decent chance that you might end up in a movie or a TV yes. production with somebody whose film you have eviscerated on your yes. podcast. What is your plan for that? Um, here's the thing. A lot of people don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> and the bigger you are, the better chance that you don't even know what a podcast is. People have asked me, well, you are doing a movie with this person. Are you afraid? I go, no, because I think even the concept of a podcast would be like, what? 
So I'm, I'm, I'm hiding in the safety of new technology. Uh, we'll move into VR next. Uh, we're just getting on the outskirts of technology. So yeah, but that's what I found. I found that most people don't know what podcasts are. You guys do. I'm happy about that. But if you're a big-time movie actor who has like 10 mansions around the country, you're not listening to podcasts. You seem upset, Luke. Well, number one, I got a lot riding on podcasts. <laughs> number two, I'm just wondering, like, okay, Paul, so for now, yes. there's a, you know, limited, limited chance J-Lo will hear that. Yes. But have you, I mean, you guys also in Crash Test, you know, you take a moment to remind us that Rob Schneider's career is not <laughs> what it once was. Well, come on. I took but, a cheap shot at Rob but, Schneider. But... I mean, do you guys run into people ever oh, yes. who you have Look, made yeah, fun yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're famous enough that people will recognize you when you make fun of them, that's part of the territory, I guess, right? At a certain point, you know, with how this get made, we try never to be mean. We just simply don't understand the movie. So we're asking the questions of a concerned audience. <laughs> I would say that our questions are a lot more about the character's motivations and a lot less about the actor's choices. Um, you know, did and you Rob get in, Schneider... Did you sure. get in trouble for the, uh, the Sylvester Stallone one? No, I don't know Sylvester Stallone. Again, well, tell another them, man... Tell them, what, tell them what it was. Uh, we've done many. Wh which one? Wait, what, what was the one where he was going to show up on your podcast? Oh, no, that was a different... I did a podcast called The Sylvester Stallone Show. <laughs> where I'm a super fan of Sylvester Stallone. I'm going to ask him the questions that I've always wanted to ask him. Unfortunately... After 30 episodes, he never showed up. The whole series is like, he's coming on, don't worry, he's 30 coming on. 30 episodes he's coming on. of a daily podcast. I was on it, like, yes. as... You were on it, I was kidnapped at a certain point, my wife left me, um, and, and he, I you used Sylvester myself. Stallone's name... A million times. By the way, does he listen to this show? Huge fan. I will say... Uh oh um, I will say that when we did the Sylvester Stallone podcast... I never thought that we would have him. And then I was doing a daily episode where he would never show up. And then his people finally reached out and they said, hey, we would like Sylvester Stallone to come on your show. And I said, no. You painted yourself in a corner. I didn't want it. I was, hold, hold on. Paul Shear, Rob Hubel, stay where you are. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back with more here on Livewire Radio. For seasoned Portlanders or unseasoned Portlandophiles who are dying to see if there really is a freaking bird on everything here, spoiler alert, there kind of is, actually, Portland Monthly's e-newsletters offer up great vacation ideas, in-depth interviews, dining tips, and lots of other ways to stay up to date on this ever-changing city. Sign up for free at pdxmonthly.com slash newsletters. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast version of Livewire. You know, we would not exist without you, the listener, because what would be the point of doing this show if you guys weren't out there taking notice of it? Look, if you feel like Livewire has brought something great into your life, like maybe a band you love or an insight from one of our comics or our guests, please consider becoming part of our League of Extraordinary Listeners. Membership starts at just 35 bucks a year, and it comes with some great perks like members-only content and members-only jackets. Not the second one, but the first one, which is pretty cool. 
Visit LiveWireRadio.org to join today. And thank you so much. Welcome back to LiveWire Radio from Portland, Oregon in the Aladdin Theater. My name is Luke Burbank. Hi, it's Rob Hubel. And this is Paul Shear. And Rob and Paul have a show called Crash Test. Let's take it up a notch, guys. Which involves the uh, amazing energy of putting a bunch of people on a bus, driving around Los Angeles, and being funny. We wanted to do something like that on this show, but this is Portland. That's a carbon footprint issue, putting this whole crowd on a bus. So in true Portland fashion, we are on spin bikes from Burn Cycle right here in Portland. We really are. All right. On these bikes, and we have Jesse Dooley here from Burn Cycle guys, to keep things authentic. It's very serious. Does guys, doing serious this faces. exercise make you this pregnant? One hundred percent. Don't sit down. Whatever you do, Wait, don't uh, sit. Stand. Sta- everyone. Up. All right. You guys. This was a terrible idea. I knew for I me felt something up. bizarre when I sat on this seat. You guys. <laughs> you guys started off with too much resistance already on your bikes. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. I'm doing okay. fine, as you can tell. I, I sound great. I'm healthy. My heart rate is exactly where it's supposed to be. All yeah. right. So, Paul. Yeah. You have a podcast. Yes. How did this get made? Yes. Rob, you've heard of podcasts. I know what a podcast is, Luke. Okay. So. By the way, I'm going uphill right now. Are you guys all going up the same giant hill that I'm going up? <laughs> okay, guys. Right. We're going to ride like a pack. So get together. I want you to ride in sync. Ride in right. sync. Okay. Like a pack. Pack of right. pack. Pack mentality. Pack of, pack, like a pack of Marlboros. Like a, like a pack of I should not have smoked. There you go. There you go. All right. Now a pack of divorced dads just going out <laughs> for the weekend trying to kill time. Hey, man, I saw you on Tinder. That's a good picture. Oh, yeah. Nailing Thanks, man. You know, I got, uh, got one of them at the mall. Sometimes I just go in as a woman to just see it from the other side. You got to. You got to. You guys see that documentary on Lance Armstrong? It's such BS. All right. So here's the thing. Paul, you're a podcaster. Yes. We wanted to ask you to a little quiz here. It's called Podcast or Damn Lies. Podcast or Damn Lies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I hope this is a quick game because I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. This, Jesse, this is so much harder Will you than anyone told me. Turn your resistance down. I thought I... <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten all that crispy French toast at Mother's today. Oh, that's better. Who set my bike on, like, Swiss Alps? That's crap. Okay, here's how this is going to work, guys. My bike is set in quicksand. We're it's gonna... really painful. I have a small amount of throw-up in my mouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something brewing over here. Rob's rubbing his chest again. <laughs> Call back to a thing that will be edited out. <laughs> Boom. All right, here's the thing. I'm going to read you a name of a real podcast and also some names of podcasts that we've made up. Okay. This is why this segment is called Podcasts or Damn Lies. It's actually called Podcast Damn Lies Heart Attack. <sighs> Rob Hubel, Paul Shear. Yes, sir. Ready? All right. Getting, getting Felt Up, a puppetry podcast. Uh, Schmodcast. Is that what I was supposed to say? Wait, not a podcast. You don't, you don't just, that's not something on the Kevin Smith Network. No, no, that's a trademark. <laughs> podcast or damn lie? Oh, damn lie. Getting Felt Up, a puppetry podcast. Podcast. It is absolutely a real podcast. Yeah! For the win. No Did- one listened to that until you just said it on your show. Dan and Nate talk shop with puppet people 
It is a real thing getting felt. I got news for Dan and Nate. Nobody likes you. That's the lactic acid talking, Rob. That is. I apologize to Dan and Nate. I'm sure you're nice guys. I'm on an exercise bike, and I've been sick all week. Jesse, how are we doing? How far have we ridden? You guys are nailing it. Jesse, you're not doing anything. I know. I know. I'm just sitting here. I'm admiring your form. I just realized Jesse is pregnant and could lap us a thousand (laughs) times. All right. Should we be doing this in jeans? 100%. If we were doing this in real life, we'd be about a half a block now. Yeah. All right. Next up on Podcaster Damn Lies. Hey, look at those jerks on hoverboards. (laughs) Tuna time. Three fans of tuna spend a brisk 15 minutes each week discussing and sharing recipes, tales, and their love of tuna. Each episode ends with music from the house band, The Tuna Melts. I'm going to say, unless Nick Kroll and John Mulaney... It sounds like Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Too much tuna podcast. I'm going to say that's damn lies. Could be a damn lie, but it was close. You're absolutely right. It's a damn lie. Good call. Good call. Very close to being real. There's just not that much to say about tuna. Unless you have too much of it. All right. Is this your last one? If there please, a please say yes. Right. I'm in. You guys should pick up the pace for the last one. What? Do like Look a at dead my heart sprint. monitor. Right. Do a dead sprint. All right. Show- ah! <laughs> Make Portland proud. Make Portland proud. Okay, yeah, with that face. That face. Relax this the face. This bike is going to fly Relax off the, the stage. <laughs> Put the- E.T. in here. Let's fly. I think I have torsion <laughs> inside my suit in my prives. <laughs> You think the jeans aren't great for it? No this way. Is... Cords in bike riding yeah. don't mesh. Yeah. All right. Was I'm there already a puddle of blood under my bike? All right. Last question. Podcaster Dan Rye. The Prestige Philately Podcast, bringing new technologies to philately is a step towards marketing the wonderful past. Wait, hold on. You, you forgot the podcast is in English. What? Well, Say it, read are you it again. You're not, a, you're not a philatelist. A philatelist? Sure, I am. Who knows what philately is out there? Stamps. Jerks. Oh. Stamp collecting. Why don't you nerds. go? Why don't you, you go? nerds? We just outed you, nerds. Get out of here. The shows for cool people now. You know who just raised their hands? Dan and Nate from the Puppetry Podcast. Yeah, I forgot to tell you they're here. And they're really mad at you. They're philatelists. Do you think the Prestige Philately podcast is a real thing, Paul Shearer and Rob Hubel? I'm going to say yes, 100%. I would podcast. agree. That sounds like a real one. You couldn't be more right. That's absolutely uh, a real podcast. Boo! We have to end this segment because none of us will survive. Paul Shearer, Rob Hubel. You cross Hubel, the finish line. You cross Jesse the finish Dooley. line. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse. Jesse Dooley from Burn Cycle. Thank Jesse, you so we much. couldn't have done it without you, Jesse. Never doing that again. <laughs> Definitely not on a week when I'm hanging by a thread as it is. Hey, Luke, you know what would be cool? You guys, do a triathlon when you have the flu. Great. That was Paul Shear and Rob Hubel. And you're listening to Livewire. This week's show brought to you in part by Alaska Airlines with 80 non-stops from Seattle. And this fall, adding New York's Kennedy Airport. Now the city that never sleeps is just a nap away. 
Alaska Airlines, keeping you connected nonstop. More information at alaskaair.com. All right, we have a few more of our audience cards. Of course, the theme uh, for this show is Along for the Ride. So we asked our audience here at the Aladdin Theater to tell us about things they did not sign up for, things they got dragged along on, and they have submitted those. Uh, Listener Kate said, As a foolish 16-year-old, I was roped into dropping a literal truckload of horse crap on a friend's driveway. Her mom caught us, and her silhouette of rage against an open door is forever burned in my mind. That is lyrical. I wanted to read that just because I can imagine exactly what that person was talking about. Nick said the thing that he didn't sign up for. An archaeologist I had a crush on convinced me to scale a 30-foot fence to break into the Colosseum in Rome. We made it in and out okay. Thanks, Caesar. Um, And then Eminem. This one's kind of long. I took part in a martini drinking competition with the other 18-year-olds in the neighborhood. Where did you grow up? (laughs) We were down at the club earlier, and we saw Muffy, and they just said, we have to have a martini drinking contest. It'll be a gas. (laughs) Used up the last 30% of my voice on that, and I think it was worth it. I was in this martini drink contest with the other 18-year-olds in the neighborhood. There was no prize for the winner, but the loser was going to receive a tattoo if they passed out first. I thought this was a joke, but I must have been the loser. I woke up with a martini tattoo in my armpit with a banner that said, Loser. So those are the things our audience did not sign up for, apparently. Our musical guest this week is a producer and songwriter who got his start back in the day sharing the stage with Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera on the Mickey Mouse Club. He's written and produced many highly successful songs with them as well as Sarah McLaughlin, Cher, and also the song Miss Independent from Kelly Clarkson. Please welcome Matt Morris to Livewire. Hello, Matt. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I should have like a troupe of dancers with me with that introduction of my pop reality. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Are you tired of people mentioning that? Do you feel like that's in your past? No, no. Is that an important part It just makes me feel like I should have dancers. (laughs) No, I'm not tired of it at all. It's been a really... I've been um, writing songs and making music in some form or fashion since I was about 11. Um which was when I was on the Mickey Mouse Club. So it was a long time ago. I didn't look, I had no beard. It was not like this at all. Um, You've written a lot of songs that have become huge hits. Um, When you're writing a song, do do they start out like Miss Independent uh, for Kelly Clarkson? Does that start out as a song that you're thinking this is for Kelly Clarkson right away? What's the process of creating a song like that? Well, that song in particular, uh, I was writing with Christina Aguilera for her second record. And she had a bunch of titles, and she had this... She said, I don't know what this song could be, but it's called, I think it should be called Miss Independent. I was like, oh, that's cool. So I took my guitar, and I went back to the hotel and, and fooled around with a little riff and, and the verses of a song. And 
that was sort of my contribution to the song and it kind of got swept away and for a second was maybe a Christina song and then moved over to, to Kelly and Rhett Lawrence, her producer. And um, I actually didn't know that it was even going to be recorded uh, um, until Kelly won uh, American Idol. And I got a phone call and said, like, you should turn on the TV because she's going to sing a song that you wrote. So Wow. When you write a song that you're going to perform, do you approach it any differently? I mean, it would obviously be more personal, I guess, right? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I haven't written songs for myself in a few years. Um, songwriting has been, in the past couple of years, more about... I go to Los Angeles a fair bit. I live here in Portland. Um, and I go to L.A. and write with uh, producers and songwriters and folks who um, need songs. And so my role as a songwriter is just to try to help them get out their voice. Um, but, yeah, it is a different process. The songs I'm going to sing here tonight were songs that I wrote for myself. And, uh, yeah, they have a different kind of tone and a different voice. They cut in different ways that I wouldn't necessarily write for a pop artist. Uh, well, what's the first one we're going to hear? The first song we're going to hear is a song uh, from my album, When Everything Breaks Open, called Money. All right, this is Matt Morris on Livewire. Money matters when you're broke, when you're broke, and money fixes for a while. If you got money in your wallet, you got permission to enjoy yourself for a while. But money burns, money turns the very best into the worst criminal child. Money matters, money kills, money makes the world go round. But money. Money ain't the villain, money, it's greed that's the killer. Money, money ain't the villain, money, it's greed that's the killer. Dollar bills, buying pills, giving thrills in the evening, sunset light. Middle seat in the back, in between a couple hooligans, sunset light. Light them up, let them down, going downtown to find some play tonight. Dollar bills, give them thrills in the back of the best friend's ride, but money. Money ain't the villain, money, it's greed that's the killer. Oh, money, 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 money ain't the villain, money, it's greed that's the killer. Nickel and dime 
How you make change without money, penny, quarter, nickel and dime. How you make change, tell me how you make change without money. Money ain't the villain, money. Screed, that's a killer. Money matters when you're broke, when you're broke, and money fixes. Oh, 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 money, money ain't the villain, money. It's greed that's the killer, yo. Money matters when you're broke, and when you're broke, and money fixes. Oh, wow. That's Matt Morris right here on Livewire. That's our show. Thank you so much. All right, so uh, we took you along for the ride, and now we're all done. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. A big thanks to the folks who helped make it possible, too. Paul Shear, Emily Heller, and Matt Morris. This show is made possible in part by our sponsors, New Belgium Brewing Company, Whole Foods Market, Ergo Depot, and Alaska Airlines. Hotel accommodations generously provided by Provenance Hotels. Robin Tenenbaum is executive producer and co-creator of Livewire. Courtney Hameister is head writer and producer. Jim Brunberg is also producer and editor. Our house band is Dave Jorgensen, Jonathan Newsom, and Ned Failing. Jason Rouse is associate producer and part of our writing team. Along with Alex Falcone, our guest writer this show was Bree Pruitt. Molly Pettit is our amazing technical director of house sound by Paul O'Brien, our recordist at the Aladdin Theater was D. Neil Blake. Thanks so much to Jesse Dooley and Caitlin Kunkel of Burn Cycle Portland and to all the great people at the Aladdin Theater. Thanks also to our marketing director, Laura Haddon, our development director, Kim Bergstrom, and our operations manager, Lauren Masterson. Additional funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council, the Meyer Memorial Trust, the Oregon Arts Commission, the James F. and Marion L. Miller Foundation, the Maybell Clark McDonald Fund, the Oregon Community Foundation, Work for Art, the Multnomah County Cultural Coalition, and listeners like you, fine people. For more information about the show or becoming a member of LiveWire, visit LiveWireRadio.org. And you can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And you can find us at Twitter and Facebook at LiveWire Radio. I'm Luke Burbank. Me and my voice. We'll see you next week. PRI Public Radio International. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed. And you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are Livewire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about Livewire. And thank you.